T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Okay. He's so he is so predictable. Who? Terp. You did not see he's that. He's so pre- I did. He's, Absolutely. He's doing a good job with this. Oh, he's doing We he's might have to job. We might have to teach him a little bit to go back maybe into the the 90s or the 80s for something or what. Just once in a while, but overall, I like the modern theme of the show. I do believe that you know, once you're around olds and they start getting over 65, it's always, oh, Bob Seger made my wife drop <laughs> yeah. her panties. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, we might get one yeah. of those once in a blue moon, but <laughs> otherwise, can we, can we, you know, do turn of the century, the for God's The problem is, sakes. every time I've gone to the 80s, it hasn't gone as planned. Because well, you don't know the 80s. It, I wasn't around. Right. Right. No, I wasn't around for the there 80s. You go. You I ask. sent you a whole list. I have a whole, I'll send you another Spotify list of nothing but uh, 80s hits. Half of those were from the 2000s. No, but that was a that was a Foyer Friday playlist. That was a mixed bag of songs. Oh, have you started to put together this Friday's playlist? Oh, it takes me two seconds. I already, I already well, have them already why. done. I already yeah, have them go, done. Terp. All right, 80s theme this week. All right, Terp? Just to for get the you playlist or yes for, for the okay, playlist. Okay. I'm gonna give you an 80s playlist. You just you just drop it in how you want. And then we'll go from there. Well, let's talk about some guys <laughs> that weren't born in the 80s. Uh, and that would be uh, Jake Bailey and Jack Jones. And uh, as Terp had there, trouble. Or is there trouble, really? Um, after the Buffalo game, Mike okay. Reese did the Lord's work. Yeah, he did. Of kind of pressing Bill Belichick on the Jake Bailey situation. Now, by the way, let's also remember... That if Jake Bailey were on the field, some of those <laughs> kick returns might have just gone right through the back of the end zone and the Bills would have had the ball on the 25-yard line. So this was the sequence between Mike Reese and Bill Belichick trying to get to the bottom of the Jake Bailey situation. His agent put out a statement saying that he had hoped to come back. He was surprised by the suspension. I'm curious if you see it the same way. As no. Could you elaborate how you see it? Wasn't he's not eligible to play? He, he said he, his agent said he felt like he was ready and he was surprised to be told he wasn't. Is that right? He was on designated for return and he wasn't able to play. So, I mean, it's 
suspension, it's a whole other thing, but it was able to come back from the DFO. He wasn't unavailable because of the suspension. Is what you're saying. He was unavailable. That's the bottom line. All so right. That's, that's Bill. Like the, uh, I'm done with this conversation. I'm done with the questions. He was unavailable. How about that, Mike? You like that, Mike? He was unavailable. Now what? This gets this to me. It needs to be unpacked and dissected and investigated a little bit more. All right. Okay. Because that was Mike Reese, okay, uh, asking the tough questions that nobody wanted to ask. And I, I like the fact that he didn't give up because I think what Mike is reacting to, because Mike wants some answers too, okay? So Jake Bailey gets suspended, all right? but And you're not really sure why. This is coming off the, the Jack Jones announcement that he was also suspended for what looks to be, um, you know, uh, you know, missing treatments. But We got at, the Breer audio we'll on We'll play that. that. But let me read you the statement. Um, from the agent? From Jake Bailey's agent, okay, after it was announced that Jake Bailey was suspended. A little lower. While Jake Bailey was on IR, he never missed a single treatment, meeting, or practice. Period, right? Okay, so hey, right now, he never missed the treatment, he never missed the meeting, and he never missed the practice, okay? He goes on. He was hoping to come off IR to play last weekend, but Jake was informed he was being suspended these last two games. Uh, this comes as a surprise given his full participation during injury reserve. We have filed a grievance to fight this unknown suspension. Okay, so dangerous waters to be in. Okay, you're, you're picking a fight with maybe someone. It's, it's like you're bringing a, a knife to a gunfight. I don't know if you're really about that life, but fine. And I feel like someone, especially a punter, like a special teams player, who is saying, hey, they're screwing me over. Most of these guys just take it. Screw this. I was at every practice. I did everything they asked me to do. Why are you suspending me? Why would they suspend him, Gresh? If, if his, or if his agent is just full of crap. Hey, he was at every meeting. He did everything they asked him to do. He thought he was coming off IR so he could participate. But no, next thing you know, he's suspended. Like, huh? There's something missing to this story. Mike tried to get to the bottom of it. But in the end, Bill just wasn't having it. said he's unavailable. Well, I know with Jack Jones, we have a little more clarity. I guess I would ask, what could it be? You have worked under the auspices of the Patriots and Bill Belichick, but also you you kind of you you understand maybe better than anybody sort of how it works when you're injured. And I know normally there is the you better be a treatment. Here's our plan. Here's here's what the trainers have given you. You better follow it or else. And for them meaning the Patriots, to put Jake Bailey on a suspended list, there had to at least be something for them to be able to move him on that list, regardless of what the agent says. It feels like with Jack Jones, we know why they put him on the list. So do we assume the same thing with Jake Bailey? Or is this just a common disagreement because you have trainers and people involved as well, and that's kind of a third party versus it being player agent versus GM coach whomever. I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. Little Lord. He likes it high. Do you maybe know what your, Maybe your headphones are up loud. My headphones. Because the audience do, needs I, to hear it too. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, Sensei. Uh, <laughs> 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 he's going to ask me to snatch the pebble from his hand, right? 
Later, he's going to ask me to snatch the pebble from his hand. I'm right. uh, presenting you alternatives to you, your you, thought process. Do you, do you know what an action plan is? An action plan? Do you know what an action plan is? Uh, I have a general idea. What do you think an action plan is? An in, action. In, cor- in, cor- in the corporate world. Oh, in the corporate think, world. What do you think oh. an action plan is? Oh, the action plan is, hey, I'm coming in to run whatever it is. This company, this part of the company, whatever. And here is my action plan. Here's everything that I'm planning on doing here's the structure that i'd like to do and you try to get the corporate people to okay it on some level you shoot for the stars they'll shoot down part of your action plan but whatever's left there you go but in that world it is here's your action plan you better follow it i don't know how much say Ooh, the players you're close have. you're close close but not there yet let me see if i can land this plane for you because uh, my wife obviously she works in corporate america and all these different companies and when they realize that they have a someone who isn't doing their job the right way. Let's say they're underperforming. Ah. Let's say that let's say you know, their number, their quarterly numbers are coming back lower than anticipated and they're just not doing the work. They're being lazy, but hell, how the hell do I get rid of this person cuz I I don't have cause yet. So when Greg Hill does his evaluations of the Greg Hill show, it's yeah. what he gives shine. Yes, an action plan. <laughs> but the action plan is really started. The action plan is really started to get rid of that person. Oh, you want the you want to get rid of them, so you say, listen, put them on. They don't know they're on an action plan. Okay, so you start taking notes and you start you you start you know building a case building to, a to case. fire them. Yeah. So hey, listen, uh, they didn't show they showed up late. I've had that happen twice. Yeah, two or three yeah. times in life. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, they don't have and, and I feel like. When my wife mentioned this to me, I'd never heard of it before. Because she's, 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 uh, you know, she's, uh, I just call it an executive, right? She's in charge of all these other people. So she, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm starting an action plan on so-and-so. I was like, huh. Because I used to sit there and share the same office. I would hear all her meetings over Zoom. I was like, wow, she's in trouble. She's in trouble. She doesn't even know she's in trouble. <laughs> meanwhile, you're writing you're all this looking, down. Meanwhile, you're looking up stats for NBA oh, Sixth yeah, Man of the stupid. Year. She's doing real mean, stuff. Doesn't mean compare to what she's doing, the stupid stuff that we're doing. But the reality is they started putting uh, writing up a book on this person in order to fire them. So an action plan on Jake Bailey could be, you know, kind of where they're at right now with him. You're not playing very well. Oh, and oh, by the way, you showed, you showed up late. I was, I was late 10 seconds. Hey, you were late. It doesn't matter how late you were. In my action plan, when I go talk to the bosses or the people who make the decisions or your agent – who's uh, causing some static and starting to criticize me publicly, I can say, well, here's five to ten things that this person did wrong that is conduct detrimental, which is in everybody's contract, Gresh, and it's so vague and broad, and they could they could file anything they want under conduct detrimental. So that's what, even when we were doing this, I was like, wait, this is an action plan. So it's a way to take the contract that is written on Charmin, and using it against the player because there are a lot of people who are in the Twitch chat and who are texting at 37937 about the whole they don't want to pay Jake Bailey his uh, $2.1 yeah. in salary. Listen, I was screaming all during the year, Bill Belichick ain't going to pay a punter, he ain't going to pay a punter, he pays a punter, and now he's trying to pork the punter he paid. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. That's like uh, things you would do before you go on TV. Like, Pork the punter, pork the punter. Pork the punter you paid. Yeah. But if that is a part of Peter this, Pate then it's Piper. like, wait a minute. Didn't Jake Bailey in part kind of prove that maybe he is worth the money? The fact that you, I'm trying to remember, Bailey was there for the Minnesota game. 
But you had three kickoff. I think there have been three kickoff returns for touchdowns since that guy went out. And one of the things he could do is boom it out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. So you would think it would be the other way. Speaking of the other way, let's get to Jack Jones. Because Albert Breer, the great Almond Nut Breer, great friend of ours. I, I really have been friends with Bird forever. I love yeah. the guy. However, I like calling him Almond Nut Breer because it, uh, I had a, a guy who did a workshop or a, uh, a Photoshop once of just putting a nut on Albert's head. It's fantastic. <laughs> but Bert Breer dropped this 13-second nugget on NBC Sports Boston. The Jack Jones thing, yeah. my understanding of the way that went, he was late to rehab sessions. He missed rehab sessions. And I think he even talked back to Bill a little bit about it to the point where Bill felt like he had to address it in a team meeting two Fridays ago. So if Jack Jones pushed back, that also gets into paying for leadership, having a McCourty or whatever in the room. But also it feels like there is no defense for Jack Jones because the agent comes out for Jake Bailey and it is the Wasserman group. I think it is. That's not Ham and Eggers. Mm. There, I think there are technically more certified agents than there are players in the NFL. Probably. So there's a lot of dumbasses out there. Ask Malcolm Butler or maybe J.C. Jackson about their first guy. Anyway, but you know, some people get bad agents. I don't think Jake Bailey's got a bad agent. We ain't heard nothing from the Jack Jones camp. So to me, there must be really something So, here. So are we talking about some, uh, what is he, a fourth rounder? Fourth round guy. Fourth rounder who, I would call him, isn't he the um, Panda Express guy? Yeah, he's a checkered history, Yeah, let's he's say. the guy that like tried to like break into a Panda Express because he probably had the munchies. I mean, that I don't orange, know the whole story. That orange chicken is damn good. It I'll is. Tell you that, it is. I had it for uh, New Year's Eve. That was my dinner. Um, that to me is getting a lot of play. And as I heard this, I was like, ooh, either you're crazy or stupid. Maybe you're both. I do think there's a difference between someone who is crazy and someone who is just dumb. And some people say they're connected. Maybe they are. I don't know. Call up and let me know how they're, how they're connected or how they're different. As soon as if he was talking back, let's say he's calling you out in a meeting, right? Because he does that to everybody. Uh, they do it in uh, an offensive defensive rooms also. He's calling you out. He's undressing you. Not only is he, you know, focusing on you, but he's also showing examples of how you were lazy, how you were stupid, how you were you were told to do something and you decided to do it your own way and you caused us to lose the game. Maybe his feelings get hurt. Maybe he's, he gets a little defensive and maybe he says, well, "You know what? F you." Or he says, "Oh, you're you're wrong." And Bill, how dare you call out Bill Belichick in a in a team meeting? When he is the final word, the only word, the last word. If I was sitting next to him, I would have done one of those things where I just move out of the scene. <laughs> you know, they have those cartoon deals where it's like, oh, uh, who's going to volunteer? And everybody takes a step backwards <laughs> yeah. and you by proxy, you're the only one standing yeah. forward. That's exactly what I've done because you know. You don't want you don't want to be associated with it. You don't want to be uh, you know hit by some sort of like you know. You don't want verbal shrapnel. You don't want it. You don't want it. And I've I've been in rooms where like this has happened before. I know we got a break real quick, but is this Bill losing control? I feel like that's the narrative that is being created. Oh, young rookies who are problem kids who couldn't get drafted or who should have been higher draft picks, but were so stupid in college. Bill took a flyer on them. This is Bill losing control. Is this the is this is this how it ends? Is this how it starts? Really, guys, young guys who haven't done a damn thing in the league. 
calling out Bill, challenging him in his own meeting. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because wasn't that a part of the narrative around Mac Jones this year whenever Zappi came in and then they sat him against Chicago? It was the, uh, now if I may, I'll use the uh, line from the great Iron Sheik. Uh-oh. I humble you, break your back, and then bleep your bum. But I'll <laughs> leave that one out. But is this a little bit of fear-based coaching? Because we talked about it with Mac Jones, then you got Jack Jones, and by the way, why don't we tie in what Bill Belichick said recently about Mac Jones as maybe a part of the narrative that Foyer just brought up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on WEEI and streaming on WEEI.com. So is Bill Belichick trying to scare his team back to where maybe they used to be, where they did rule the world? (laughs) <laughs> 1124 Gresham Fourier here with you. 617779. He's so happy when you pay it off. He, Look at him. It oh, works. He's like a little kid. But it worked. He really did. At one point in time, Bill Belichick ruled the football world, and now people like Jack Jones are maybe questioning him in meetings. Do you now think that the season is over, Fourier? That there was fear-based coaching with Mac Jones this year, um, yes, yes. I not. Uh, I mean, what do you consider fear based? Like, hey, if you don't, don't you throw dare, another pick? Don't you dare question why? No, I don't. That's think, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he would say that to anybody. You don't think he would? You don't think Mac would say that? Or Bill I don't wouldn't. think Bill would go up to. Uh, Mac Jones and say, how dare you? you? What have you accomplished? Okay. How dare you say why but, to me? All right, so normally in an instance in which that would happen, Bill Belichick would just be like, okay, if Mike Vrabel does it, it's one thing. If Chase Winovich does it, go to Cleveland, get <laughs> yeah, the hell out of here, right? Stop. So I do think there is a little bit of that, and maybe he wouldn't verbalize it, but let's be real. Jack Jones is a good player. 
Jack Jones is worth a little a little bit of managing in a situation like this, in my opinion. He's good enough to where it's the, okay, he ain't perfect, but let's see if we can make him work for us. Even if it's just for a rookie contract, then you get four years out of the guy, and he can go and whatever, and you've managed him, and God bless you, we got you cheap, that's great. But normally, if a fourth-rounder starts squawking, your ass might be gone. I will tell you a story real quick about a guy named Steve Martin. Okay, Steve the Mar- jerk? No, no, not the jerk. Not three the amigos. comedian. The three no, amigos? No, right. No, no, no. This is, this is different. This is, oh, no. This I don't is think story this is time. a space coaster. This is story time. No, this no. Is this, relevant is, this, to is the relevant to, this is Jermaine Wiggins to the conversation. This is, this, is, this is story time, okay? We call this part of the show story time. So, yeah, so <laughs> so Steve, Steve Martin was like, he was a free agent. He, he had this seat. He had the locker right next to me. And, man, this guy would not shut the hell up. He was one of those guys that just always had a comment, always had a why, but he was a free agent, backup, rotational, defensive tackle. Okay. And I remember he would only talk and just chirp to me, and I swear to God, I just wanted to, like, you know, just run away and quit because he just would – he's one of the guys that he would tell you a story. I would leave and get my ankles taped. I would come back, and he would still be talking about the same stupid story. Oh, my God. Okay. So, sure enough, he says, all right, I'm gonna, finally, I'm having it. I'm going to have it out with Bill. We're going to go – I'm going to go watch film with Bill. I'm going to prove my point. I'm, I'm going to go have it out with Bill. <laughs> yeah, this big talker. Big, big. Oh, oh he's a threatening, threatening guy. I was like, I was like, okay, go ahead. So, sure enough, he goes before practice starts. I always got out there early. At that point, his stuff was still in his locker. He goes, I come back from practice, Gresh, and all his stuff is gone. Gone? There's not a thing in his locker. He was gone. He was cut. He was, they just, they left the building. They got rid of him instantly. So, I don't know what happened in that meeting, but it didn't go well. He probably told, try, was trying to tell Bill that he knew better than he did, and he knew what was best for him than Bill did. And so he thought he was going to prove his point. Well, what I heard is that Bill ended up putting on the tape. Hey, you're, okay, right, okay, right, okay, Mr. Martin. Yeah, so, you know, fine. Pick a game. Picks a game, puts the game out there, and starts just undressing him in real time, rewinding it, slow motion. What's the call? What's the call? Okay, what are you supposed to do in this? Okay, what did you do here? Well, that's not what we told you to do. That's not how we told you to do it. Okay, so what else? You, so you want to start? You want more playing time? Okay, so that is, you don't do it. So Jack Jones, Bill Belichick just could care less that he spent a fourth-round pick on you. He does not care. So the first sign of, I don't know, of, uh, of, rev- of a revolt, of a coup, of a whatever, of an Push, attitude. Pushback. Ah! Later, I'm not gonna. Mm. We're not gonna joust around. We're not gonna dance around this. Beat it, kid. But isn't that a part of the reason why there was at least during the season the rumblings or the speculation that why Bill Belichick isn't talking about Mac Jones the way he did Cam Newton, or that Mac Jones got to play against Chicago through the pick and they sat him down in a very very public way in a game that a lot of people were watching? Isn't that some of the because if Mac Jones said. Why Matt Patricia, which, by the way, everyone would. Yeah. It's his career. Why are you putting me in the hands of that guy? If the rumblings have been true, that that was the case, then isn't that sort of what you could do to Jack Jones just or like a Steve Martin, but just turned up a little bit more because they did it very publicly to Mac. They uh, they did a lot of things to, to Mac that I think if you want to go fear-based – 
I wouldn't say it was. I can. I think we have examples of how I think it's fear based. But isn't that Bill's way though? What co- just, a fear based coaching. F you. Mm-hmm. You don't make. You're not that important. I will get rid of you. I guess you could call it fear based. What would you describe it as then? Because well, a like, lot of fear based is fine. No, fear fear based is fine. It's like, but I think it's reality based. Uh, if you don't perform at your job. Uh, you will be replaced. Like you just don't have a free pass. Like you have to continually perform. So let me so, ask you: Would twenty-five-year-old Christian Fourier have realized that, or did thirty-year-old Christian no, Fourier absolutely. realize no, that? No, I was t- I was locked in. I mean, I just, all kidding aside, I was locked in. I okay. Knew. So that wasn't that was never a problem with me. Um, you know, d- your contract gives you a little wiggle room based on the amount of money that they commit to you. So. Um, you maybe are a little bit more confident in chirping back because now you have this big safety net. You know they don't want to cut you, so I they like have it. to put up with a bunch of stuff. Like Jake Not Bailey. Bill. Yeah, but, it, the, but, but Bailey is, is odd to me based on what his agent did. It's almost like his agent and Jake Bailey feels like they were wrong. Based on Albert Breer, him thinking that you know he heard that he chirped in during a meeting mm-hmm. leads me to believe that you're not hearing from, uh, from uh, Jack Jones's uh, agent because he was wrong. And Bill was right. And Bill doesn't want any, you know, it doesn't he, want any static. Humble, you break your oh, back. Yeah, yeah. Humble, you break your spirit. Is that what we're going to do? Really? Okay. Is that, is that what you want to do? Okay. Think about it. Do you want to apologize in real time? Because this is what's going to happen. Well, do you think Mac apologized or did Mac get on board? I don't know. What the, did Mac do that was so terrible? I, again, I don't think it's that terrible, but I if the People rumblings are right and that you question Bill Belichick as to why you're putting Matt Patricia in the role that you are, and that's a part of the reason. Remember, that was all October whenever the, the zappy thing was going down. See, the fear-based, the fear-based um, coaching, um, I think, that exists with Bill is more – what you heard from his end-of-season press conference when he was asked point-blank whether or not Mac Jones was going to be the quarterback. Glad you said that because let's get to a little bit of how Bill has handled some of these things, right? So let's go. Let's go all the way back. Let's take you back. To the end of the regular season last year, Patriots lost that final regular season game, and then we know they went to play Buffalo in the playoffs. So this is after the final regular season game. Bill's asked about Mac. Uh, Bill, uh, I'm just from, I'm from Mac's hometown. Could you just talk about what he <laughs> has hometown. been able to do this year? Only four Hall of Fame quarterbacks have ever, in their rookie seasons, led their team to the playoffs, and those were all in the pre-free agency era. Could you talk about whether it's his maturity level, his preparation, what, whatever it is that has enabled him to get your team to this point? Yeah, well, again, Mac's uh, super consistent. Um, every day is, is really the same day for Mac. He's always well-prepared. He's in early. Um, you know, he's ready to go. He, he knows what we're going to be doing, and, and he's already got a head start on it. So, you know, he maximizes the, the information that uh, the coaches give him, maximizes the walkthroughs, the practice reps, um, and and learns from, you know, whatever happens in those situations. Um you know, he's smart, he's a good learner, but he's got good good instincts and good mechanics. He's you know, he's just worked hard to get better every day. Um, so a lot of consistency and you know, great great work ethic and, and um really pays attention to details and it's just improved in, in every every area throughout the course of the year, continues to improve on a daily basis and you know, he's just uh, a really uh, you know, a great great person to coach. 
because he, he's so responsive to trying to do everything the way that you want to do it. And, um, you know, Josh has done a fantastic job with him. And, you know, Max really, I think, embraced the, the wisdom that Josh has um, transmitted to him. And, um, you know, he played extremely well today. Wow, that All was right. glowing. That so was, that was before wow. they went and got waxed in Buffalo. Yeah. Right? Okay. Wow, that was nice. I, I bet you Mac felt really good about himself. Bet you he did. Oh. So Bill Belichick, in yesterday's end-of-year press conference, was asked about Mac and his future, and we left the question in there for context. So here's what that sounded like about a year later. With Mac Jones, um, health permitting, is is he a player that you envision being your starting quarterback next season, or is this a position position you need to reevaluate this offseason? Yeah, well, I think there's, uh, you know, Mac has the ability to, you know, to play quarterback in this league, and you know we have to all work together to try to, you know, find the best and most, uh, you know, best way to as a as a football team, which obviously the quarterback's an important position to be more productive than we were this year. And so that's incumbent upon all of us. We'll all work together on that and, and again, look for better results. Mm. All right, so there was that. And then, Foyer, somebody else tried to take another run at it. <laughs> so here was next question to Bill. A couple of times this year, Matt said that the season just wasn't the smoothest sale. Um, I'm just wondering, what did you learn about him over the course of this year? Well, I think every year, like every year, you learn everything. Uh, you learn the players, the team, um, how certain teams handle and react to certain things, and what things are easy for some teams, and what things are hard for some teams. And and sometimes that uh, you know includes players, and you know certainly signal callers and operation and so forth. So again, we'll we'll look at everything and and um, continue to try to find. Uh, the best ways to to operate. I think a lot of things um, were streamlined and became more efficient during the season, but there's still a lot of room for improvement, and so we'll continue to look at those and address them. What wasn't the question? Um, didn't it involve like an analysis of Mac? Yeah. Did he answer it? Nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Why? And here's the thing. So the first question, it, there's just this. You're talking about, like, fear-based coaching. That's what I feel like it is. Like, that's his version of fear-based coaching. Sending a message comes, through the media? Yeah. Like, uh, look, hey, you drafted him, you know, in the first round. He had glowing reviews. You gave him glowing reviews after his first year. Not mm. at the, you know, all the way minus of the, but you gave glowing reviews. And suddenly, you just, you're withholding any sort of just, I don't know, um, congratulations, achievement, and even though you you can you, you did it last year, and you even you even mentioned Josh McDaniels did a great job. Josh McDaniels did a great job. You know, Mac really responded. He was in here early, did everything we asked him to do. You know, great job by us. Pat on the pat on the back. And this year, there's nothing. That is, there's there's a message to be sent there. And I don't like to pile on the whole like conspiracy theories or whether Mac's going to be here and what are they going to do. But, but it does. But it does lead me to believe, like, what is the real, like, what's the real end game with him? Either you think you can win with him or you can't. You thought you can win with him when Josh McDaniel was the offensive coordinator, but I don't think they believe for a second they can, that they can win with him now, the way he's built now with the coaching. So something's got to give. Something's got to change. Either it's Mac or it's, you know, the way you coach him or, or how they coach him. 
that it, it can't exist the way it is right now. Either way, you're admitting that you're wrong if you're Bill Belichick. Because even I've had people in the building be like, hey, listen, regardless of what Mac's going through, Mac is Bill's guy. He's putting him through, putting the screws to him a little bit. But deep down, he knows that's the dude that he can saddle up and ride with. And then you hear that from Bill Belichick, and you're like, huh. But then again, if Bill goes and hires Bill O'Brien, then he's telling the quarterback, well, you were right to question me. Yeah, see, and I... see, that's where I wonder if, and I'll use the old Beavis and Bud headline where they would drink those uh, – you know, the, the the little Fruity Whip things that you can get or the slushies that you get from, like, yeah. the convenience store and yeah. you get the headache, that I wonder if Bill is working himself into something or getting the old Fruity Whip headache because he's got to try to talk his way out of all of this publicly because it was about Matt Patricia, and if, if Matt questioned it, how dare you? But if you bring in an offensive coordinator at the end of the year, how do you keep Matt from thinking, well, I was right to say to Bill, what the F? The wisdom that Josh has Ooh. transmitted to him. and The wisdom, the wisdom that, that Josh, Josh transmitted has transmitted to Ooh. him. Billy Lanny, I'm going to transmit some wisdom to you right now. See if you get, what is he thinking right now, Billy? He's transmitting energy and thoughts to you. What is it? The soundproof glass is throwing me off. Oh, oh stop it. Damn it. Quit it. It was only lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about, okay, I brought fish again today. Oh, boy. I am going to put the fish into the microwave. Somebody try to stop me. Nobody will. It's never a bad end. It's never a good ending if I put fish in the microwave back there. Somebody always bitches and complains, and you could smell it in this room. Yeah, because it's a bad move. It is a bad. I move. I said somebody Selfish. tried to stop me. Guess what? Nobody Settle tried. Down. Is Nobody it, raised their hand. Is it? Is it also a bad? <laughs> is it also a bad move? The way Bill is kind of talking about Mac here. Do you think the door is open for Bill to listen if someone calls? Yes. Because here's the problem. Who does Absolutely. he then? Know? Who does he then? Though. So here's the thing. In a dream world scenario, for some people, Tom Brady comes back. Ooh. Right, so you mean to tell me that Bill Belichick, who I think convinced his owner after last year, I got the quarterback, and then it is, oh, I'm gonna put in Matt Patricia, and we know if Tom Brady comes back, Matt Patricia ain't calling for nothing but dinner. And you mean to tell me that Bill Belichick will look at Robert Kraft and say, not only did we make a mistake when we let Brady go, but the guy I told you that I thought I can win with, I'm going to trade him away. And oh, by the way, my best buddy, who I pulled down from the Ernie spot, I put him at OC. We're going to get rid of him as well and bring Tom back. And well, maybe we could have avoided this whole thing three years ago. Yeah. Hell no! <laughs> There's a better chance I get abs in the next year. Six-pack. Like, look really? at them, baby. Yeah. There's a better chance I get a six-pack of abs than all of that happens. You get the abs shirt. So that's the thing. <laughs> it's almost like, I don't want to say stuck with Mac, but a part of the reason why he's putting the screws to him is because he needs to know that mentally he can deal with everything. That mm. it, They're trying to mentally test him to see if he can be even Brady light from a mental standpoint. No, I and so that he'll be the guy to stand there and say, well, I'm the quarterback and it begins with me. Because for six weeks now, that's a lot of what we've heard with Mac Jones in the press conferences. Hey, man, it's got to start with me. It's not, well, like... If Kyler Murray were here, he would have said, "Look at this dope with his giant menu over there of plays." And and we're you know, if he would say we're schematically effed with Cliff Kingsbury, what would a different-minded guy say here? That was a part of everything that went on with Mac Jones this year. It was we are going to program you. So regardless yeah, of Jones. what we do to you, 
you will say what we want because Bill Belichick's the same way. Yeah, see, I think that it's uh, I think that it's a more of a message that nobody is safe. Mm. That's what I think it is. Like even the quarterback, nobody's safe. I'm ascending. Hey, we underachieved. We did so many things wrong. If this guy even, does it all right, why is Bill messing with him? Then Bill could mess with. Yeah, anyone. I think that's that is the Bill way of coaching. That's the is that fear based though. Uh, well, I guess technically it is. Hey, if you don't do your job, I'm going to fire you. Bingo. I'm scaring okay. you. I'm scaring you into submission. That's So I think that's where some fans land on that thought process. But you've done a good job of sort of formulating yeah. it a little and bit. And I think that's, player, right? I mean, that's the reality of it. It's like, because I feel like, I mean, like the, the, whenever I screwed up a play, the worst thing was that like, walk of shame back to the sideline. And like the offensive coordinator's waiting for you. Like the, the scar on. was waiting and for you. you. Get, I was like, you get oh, this? crap. I am not... I am not, but you have to go stand by him, right? Because they're doing substitutions. So I was like, oh crap! All of a sudden, say? Bill standing beside uh, the tight ends beat. coach. Who I used got... to send you into the game? Wide receivers coach or tight end coaches? No, like, no, uh, it was a running backs coach. Oh, uh, Ivan. Oh, Ivan, Ivan was in charge of. So if you're standing by Ivan, all of a sudden Bill's standing near there, and you're no, like, but he would. Damn it! But no, it was it was it was uh, it was usually Dante Scarnecchia. If you messed up a run play, he was the first one you'd hear from. Uh, if it was a pass play, it was usually Josh. Uh, you know, and if it was just something really stupid, encompassing, you know, the the all the failures of this of the sesh of this uh, series, you hear from it everyone. was Bill. Yeah, no, it was Bill. It was just Bill. Oh, yeah. it was Bill. Yeah, uh, how quickly can you get out of his eye eyesight? Like, how quickly instead of going to like inside the twenty, you know, like the the players, like you know, uh, they got oh, to twenty to twenty. Yeah, you would go straight to like the ten and then hard right it. <laughs> go by the kicking net. So you wouldn't have by the kicking yeah. net. Yeah, we're going behind the kicking net. Hey, where's Foyer down by the kicking oh, net? Oh man, that's <laughs> terrible. I, it does make you wonder because again, I know in the pandemic year it was a lot of let me verbally fillet Cam Newton. Yeah, which I do think some of that was also the presence of Cam in the locker room as well. Cam's but, our starting know. quarterback. Well, there you oh, yeah. yeah. with authority. We'll talk to Tommy Curran about all this Patriots stuff coming up at noon. But your lunchtime parlay is next. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Well, that's great. The studio smells like uh, cauliflower no, and ass in here. Oh, what are you going to do about it? Oh. Come in here. Both of you guys come in here. Like, one of you guys come in here right now and smell it. And see Dude, it I'm like already, you know, it Go ahead. No, Billy, like come in here right now. Chicken Nick opened no. the door. I could smell it. Oh. Big Ham, tell Big Ham to come in here right, right. Come in here, Billy. Billy, come on. No, come in here. Don't force Be Billy honest. to come He's in coming. here. Be honest, Billy. Oh, I just went right. in there. I, I heat it. Does it, it smell like fish in here? It smells like cauliflower farts. It yeah, it doesn't smell. It, it smells it like cauliflower. Well, actually, um, the cauliflower actually smells worse than the fish. I'll give you that. But yeah, my fish hence, doesn't, I, I agree with that one. Hence, the fish doesn't I smell. smell. The fish doesn't smell though. Doesn't smell. I got high end fish, even though it's a, you know, what kind of fish is it? Uh, some so sort high of end, you don't even know it. It's white fish. That's what it is. It's white. What are you going to drink? A nice wine with it as well? You have no, a nice Gresh, Chardonnay as well? I was like, Gresh is like trying to help me lose weight, right? So he's like, eat this, eat that, put this on it, do this, do that. And listen, that's what I'm doing. 
making the sacrifice. You do not have to make it smell like a. The fish does that. I don't do it. it. No, the fish does that. It smells Give me something like that smells better. It smells like a cauliflower fart fest in here. Is what it does. <laughs> Next time, I'll heat up chocolate cake. Okay, and bring that in. First of all, that'd be that. a waste of chocolate cake to heat it up. <laughs> Second of all, it, it, it the you know the smell is the smell, and it's never going to go away. And and you're not, and you were before. a part of the show that was uh, woofing and complaining about oh the Greg Hill show left a left a, uh, a bagel in here. A, no, it was not a bagel. There's was a, was a couple a of bagels left around. Meanwhile, you're <laughs> walking around smelling like now again. Listen, I have been very kind to both of the people that I've worked with here at WEI. If you want me to start matching odors, brother. You're, talk, you're you're messing with you, the wrong you, guy. See, you're, see, no, you're talking about personal odors. No, no, no. Oh, I can do that too. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wanna, do you want to see? If it smells you, like that going in. I wonder what it's like do coming you, out. Do you want to have a smell battle? Is is that is that what you're doing? Listen, I've never I lost a fart off in my life. Right, listen, you may have you may have some competition here, buddy. Size isn't the only thing. No, it's all that, about what you eat. <laughs> thank you. Size does not matter. It's irrelevant. Listen, no, it doesn't matter. I hate beans, but I know if I <laughs> eat a can of them, you will be complaining so for nasty. a day, right? Now, again, <laughs> we're all trying to be nice here, and you ruined the whole downstairs for at least 20 minutes now. Before yeah. I was even working with 4A, he used to just come into whatever room I was in and just fart and then laugh <laughs> and walk out. Who said that term? Yeah, you used oh, to do it all true. the time. Yeah, that's true. No, you'd never, you'd do that one yeah. time to Billy and you'd hear about it, believe yeah. me. Yeah, but, but, Turp, for the record. Plus, Billy worked a bigger jerks elsewhere. <laughs> they don't smell. I wouldn't say that. They didn't know they weren't smell. No, this thing, you could tell. If you walked all upstairs, right, all the music people would be like, sweet Jesus. Uh, rumor has it, the smell has made it upstairs. You oh, lie. You're dude. lying. Somebody just popped you. in who came from the front yes, door. Yes, No, thank you. I tell you what, they have it, they're having this meeting right down the hall. They probably the ones that smelled it. No. It's like no. They're, having, they're having like big time sponsors coming in. This smell. person came in and <laughs> said, did Foria heat up fish? Yeah. I what said, is, yes. And the, and the person who came in is someone who knows you very well. Not surprised by your It's Ryan trying to sell me out. Let's get to the lunchtime parlay, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, uh, well, the parlay did not hit. We got porked by the Celtics on the eight and a half. They only won by eight. Jalen Brown did not go over 27 and a half. I had the Bucks as underdogs, and they had an outright win last night. So anyway, we are, as of right now, minus $50 on the old uh, lunchtime parlay. But then again, we're due to hit one. It is a three-team parlay, unlike before we did the four-team parlay. No foyer shot in the dark because he's too busy sucking down his cauliflower and fish. It's my lunch, it's my lunch hour break. But nevertheless, let's get rolling on this. I'm going to start. I'm going to go to college basketball. Patrick Ewing is an idiot. Patrick <laughs> Ewing should never have been named the head coach of a major college team. Georgetown is terrible. Give me a Big East battle of Seton Hall minus nine against Georgetown. Billy, what do you got? I'm going with the 76s. It's a big number, but the Detroit Pistons are hot garbage. So I'm taking the sixes <laughs> to cover the 11 and a half points over the uh, Pistons. I home. like it. Terp, what do you got, babe? I'm going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers minus two and a half at the Jazz. Cleveland has won four of their last five. Utah's starting to slip a little bit. Cleveland 
has arguably the best backcourt in the league with Garland and Mitchell, and they have the best defensive rating in the league. So defense wins championships as well as lunchtime parlays. So I'm going to take Cleveland Ooh, two and a half. Uh, yeah, Terp, I would also say, too, if you're Donovan Mitchell, probably a little motivated tonight, don't you for think? For sure. Yeah, I for wonder sure. if a Donovan Mitchell prop might be in order for those who want to dig in. All right, so Cavs minus the numbers, 76ers minus, Seton Hall minus. We are riding the favorite train. $10 would win you $59.58 on the old lunchtime parlay today. We will get that out on our social media channels. You can follow us on Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I, on Instagram, Gresh and Fourier. And we'll talk with Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.